And realistically, what this greed is, is it comes from something missing within. You have to look, and I say this all the time, pretty much everything that I speak about often reverts back to the inner you, the younger child, the thing that the trauma, the emotion that's happened to you at a younger age, that's still clinging on, that's grown, that's manifested, that has created the identity of you, who is you. And what we need to do to break through these barriers is to go back to these, find them and figure them out. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. My name is Jake, and you are listening to The Success Shift, a show where perfection does not exist, but learning and growth take center stage. Have you ever felt stuck, like you're doing all the work but not getting the results? Maybe you feel like there's something missing. Perhaps there is some sort of internal shift that's needed to really get you to that next stage of success. Well, buckle up and join me as we jump into the minds of those who have been successful in their field and dive a little deeper into what is actually needed to get you to that next level. Is success just a state of mind? Does believing you're successful act as a catalyst to greater success? Is it something we can work on, or are some people just luckier than others? No matter what you're into or where your passion lies, if you're wanting change or a shift in perspective, then you are definitely going to want to tune in. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jake. Welcome to another episode of The Success Shift. I'm here on a lovely Thursday afternoon in Germany. And as I was just saying, it's sunny out at minus six degrees. It's very nice in comparison to what it has been. And I didn't realize until I lived in Germany how much the weather affects me. I think living in Australia, um, you get pretty damn good weather most of the time. And so you don't take note. Yes, it gets very hot, but... Um, you don't get those winter blues or anything along those lines. Um, and so I'm only just thinking about this now, but I'm realizing more and more when the sun comes out, how much my mood changes and how much it affects other areas of my life and probably different cortisol levels and stuff like that. I often get up early. I'm up around sunrise, but it's not much of a sunrise most mornings. Um, but when you do have that nice sunrise and you do have the morning sun and the effects that it has on different hormonal levels in your body, can have a huge impact i think throughout the day and ideally throughout the week depending on how many sun rises you get so honestly coming in today i was thinking what am i grateful for because today i haven't even put any thought onto gratitude and so i was going to get you to um, share your gratitude with me so that i could find some spark and some inspiration for my gratitude but as i discuss this joyous of this joyness of the sun rises I'm realizing that I'm grateful for the sun. <laughs> I'm very grateful for coming from a country which has such good weather and makes me understand some of the luxuries that I was born into, which I think is very important to be aware of. Lots of the time we don't realize how lucky we are to be born in the places we are. You know, Canada is a beautiful country and a lot of people on this call are from Canada. Um, beautiful people, beautiful landscape. Um much colder than Australia, but still love the mountains. And I think when you travel a lot, you start to get an understanding of different cultures um, where people have grown up, you know, kind of the, the cards you get dealt from day one. And it's quite interesting. We are all born onto this planet. We are all very similar as human beings, but we do come from very vastly different places with some people having a much better advantage than others. And I think the more I speak this out loud, the more I have to find gratitude for that and be very, very grateful that I was born into my 
fairly wealthy or well, not wealthy but middle class um you know western society family in a very beautiful place of the world so this morning i'm grateful for that i'm grateful for my upbringing i'm grateful for where i came from i'm grateful for my parents um, and the life that i have been given and the ability to explore the rest of the world and find um you know our humbleness in in where i've come from so chuck some gratitude into the chat this morning i have a few people rolling in which i love to see um, i know it's early for a lot of you over in canada but chuck your gratitude in the chat it's very important to practice this daily and ideally twice a day i must admit i have gotten slack in terms of writing it down and acknowledging it both morning and night that's something that i'm going to try and pick back up but I can't stress this enough. Gratitude is so important, especially as trading. People don't understand this concept. Now, a lot of the time, and I was talking with Teresa about this just the other day. So many times you see traders who will have a great week, hit their daily goals, but then still trade on Friday. Now, more often, Monday and Fridays have been referred to as trap days. They can act a little bit differently. People are going into the weekends. They're trying to protect their... Um, trades, depending on how the week's gone, people are doing things that aren't the common. And so I really try to tell people that if you hit your weekly goal, take Friday off. I mean, obviously it depends on your why and why you're doing this. But I mean, if your why is to just grow your accounts, you don't have um, daily goals, weekly goals, monthly goals, then okay, maybe that's an exception. Maybe you do just want to try and make the most out of it and maybe you're capable of that. But for the majority of people, this is a long game, long-term game. This is a a means to what's next. So it's something that you want to stay consistent with, something that you just want to be grateful for the bits that you do get. And greed is honestly one of the, fear and greed are the two things that just run havoc in the markets. They drive the emotions of the entire markets, the entire economy. And greed just crushes so many traders, right? How many times have you been in, and this goes from all levels. So even as individual trade, Right. One trade and you're like, oh, I can get more out of this trade. What happens? It turns around, you get a lot less, you feel shitty, your feelings and emotions go into the next trade. Not only that, but what about in the sessions? Okay, I've made three trades, four trades. Oh, I can make more, five, six, seven, eight trades. And then what happens? You give it all back. The week you've made an awesome week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you crushed it. Thursday, not doing so good, but you still want to keep trading on Friday. Why don't you just call it quits? Be lucky that you didn't lose anything on Thursday and have an extra long weekend. It's much better than giving back two, three, four percent on the Friday and feeling like shit going into the weekend, letting your emotions just bubble away, feeling shitty for yourself, and then coming to Monday with, you know, a weekend's worth of psychological damage to your trading plan and to your trading psychology. It's so important to do these things. And people so often that I have seen, they will have great, like you'll see some people get two, three weeks. Awesome. And then they get, they lose their humbleness. They lose their, um, what, what do you call it? They become complacent. They get greedy and they just keep going for more and more and more. And eventually this is what wipes them out. The reason that casinos always win, the house always wins is because people are greedy. They always want more. They can't find enough. They don't have gratitude for the things they've got. And so they're constantly straving for more and more and more. And realistically, what this greed is, is it comes from something missing within. You have to look, and I say this all the time, pretty much everything that I speak about often reverts back to 
the inner you, the younger child, the thing that the trauma, the emotion that's happened to you at a younger age, that's still clinging on, that's grown, that's manifested, that has created the identity of you, who is you. And what we need to do to break through these barriers is to go back to these, find them and figure them out. Okay. Now, the greed thing comes from missing something. You're trying to replace something that you feel that you're not missing. It could have been love. It could have been, you know, a friendship, whatever it is. And now you're trying to fill that void with financial means so that you can be like, okay, well, I didn't get that. So I know I'm going to get all the money and then I'll have this and this will create happiness and joy. And I'll be free from that pain that I've got from this other thing that I'm missing. It's not going to happen. You have to break it down, figure out what it is that's really biting you that makes you think, okay, this is not enough. I need more. I need more. And figure out why you have that behavior and why you have that thought process towards whatever it is. Once you can understand that, then you can start to find gratitude for the things you have. You can find content in the life. Content? Content. Both. You can have um, you can have content in the life that you've got. You can have a trust in yourself that you know what you're doing and that you can repeat it over and over again. Often this feeling of like, oh, I'm on a run. I got to keep trading because, you know, I don't actually know what I'm doing that well. And then next week I might lose it all. No, have trust in yourself. Have gratitude and content in the things that you, the small bits that you do have. If you can take pride in your ability and have the knowledge that you can continue to do this because you've actually grown in skill set and not just on a hot streak, then you'll be able to take it back a notch, find it a lot less stressful, find it a lot easier and consistently make your profits over time. You do not want to be the newbie trader who is reaching for a financial number. Yes, then what? Then I stop trading? Then I give it all back once I've hit that amount? No, you're the person, you're the successful trader that is looking at their trading plan and go, today, my goal is 2%. That is it. And I can do that every single day for the rest of my life until I'm completely financially free and can start putting these finances into other dreams and aspirations and goals that I have in my life. Okay, this greed concept is huge. It's been my biggest, my number one downfall in trading has been my greed. And I've said this multiple times that I did not think I was greedy. I love sharing. I love giving. I feel like I'm compassionate and donate and do the things I can to share what I have. But the more I dive deep, the more I understand that there is still greed within me that makes me hit the trigger and go, oh, this is going to be the good trade. I can get a bit more out of this trade. You know what? I may have hit my goal, but let's take another one because it's setting up perfectly. All these little things are, in fact, greed, and they're coming from a place of you missing out on something. You need to figure out what it is that you feel you're missing out of. Fear of failure is a very common one I just see in the chats here. But why are you scared of failing? What is it that makes you at the core being go, oh, I'm terrified of failing? What is the result of you failing that you're scared of? Because the fear of failing... It's not usually the actual failure. It's the consequence that comes after failing. The fear of failure isn't like, oh, I made the mistake. The fear of failure is, what are people going to say about the mistake that I've made? What do I feel about the mistake that I've made? Is it because I'm always failing and I think I'm worthless? Is it because I'm scared that everyone's going to make fun of me now that I've failed? Is it I'm not going to get the love from my parents because I failed again? This fear of failure really, to me, is a surface level fear because yes, everyone's scared of failing, but why are they scared of failing? What is it? What is the reason that you're scared of failing? If you've put a million dollars into a trading account and you're scared of failing because you're going to lose that million dollars, it's a financial fear. Your fear is of losing that money. It's not actually a failing. 
you're scared of getting up on stage to perform a music act, for example, I don't think your fear is fucking up the song because you sit at home and you play that same song over and over and over and again, making that mistake hundreds of times. The fear is of people ridiculing you and judging you and thinking that you're not good or making fun of you, telling you that you're not as good as you think you are. See how this fear and greed are intertwined into this whole thing. And you have to understand what is the actual fear that you're feeling? The fear of failure is coming from another fear. The fear of greed, wanting more to replace something that you don't have. Okay, I obviously hit a bit of a hot, <laughs> hot topic there on mine. <laughs> I went off on a rant, but I'm going to go back and check out these, uh, these chats and then I'll get into what I was actually going to talk about today. So I'm very grateful to have been able to go for a cross-country ski in the sunshine yesterday afternoon. That sounds lovely. Okay, I love that. I've often thought about taking Friday off. I'm so focused on compounding. Yeah, see, this is the thing. Compounding is great. Compounding is the key to financial freedom once you have the skill of trading. Compounding works both ways. Do not forget this. If you are compounding your account, it's going to grow substantially. But it's also going to go the other way. If you're not reducing your 2% each time you lose, for example, then as your account gets smaller, you're not risking 2% anymore, you're risking 2.2. And it gets smaller again, you're risking 2.4, 2.5. And then the losses, it, it goes down the opposite way. So do not get so worried about compound effect. If the compounding interest, I mean, the compound effect is so substantially impressive, but you have to allow it to happen over time. We don't want to be in this rush to get to the end goal. Yes, we can compound and grow our accounts hugely, but if that's all we're focused on, then we're going to put that pressure and all that added stress on us to compound and grow it at this certain level. Fuck that. Take a step back. Look at the day-to-day -day percentage that you need to get. If you want to just get 2%, the fact that you're putting it into percentage rather than dollar signs is the compounding effect. The fact that you're changing your lot size according to your account is the compound. Just let it happen over time. Don't rush it. We don't force nature and comp the compound effect is great in so many areas of our life. But not if we force it, not if we push it, not if we rush it. Okay? Just focusing on the daily percentage every day. And if you do that right, so for me, my daily percentage, where's my journal? A journal has it, everything in it. Quick, quick plug, get yourself a journal, right? My daily goal here, because I'm at the moment trying to do a challenge, I'm getting very cautious and protective of my capital. My daily goal, and I've what I've done from something I've spoke, I was listening to actually on one of our podcasts where Morris and Adriana came, they said that a goal has to have a date, but often that date can disrupt us. So we have like, a, what what we should do, and I thought this was brilliant, is to give yourself a range. So, you know, rather than just saying, I want to hit 1%, I've now got between 1% and 1.5%. If I'm just before 1%, I will keep trading. If I land in between 1% and 1.5%, I'll happily stop. And if I'm going over 1.5%, like that's just a, an amazing day. I'm pulling away. But then I have my weekly goal is 5 to 7%. So if I get 1.5% for four days in a row... I'm already at 6%. There's no point in me going and trading the, the, the fifth day. You know, I can even get 1.5 three days and one of those days even have like a little bit of a good day and get a little bit more and then I'm done. Three days, I'm done. 
if I want. You know, that doesn't have, I don't have to push it. And if I can do that, my monthly is going to be 18 to 23%. 20% of an account in a month is massive. When you compound this over the year, it's just going to grow so substantially. So you have to have your goals written down, your targets. Give yourself a little bit of wiggle room. And don't be so stressed about making millions of dollars by tomorrow. Get in the flow. Get into the trust that you have the ability. And compound interest will do the rest. Sorry, I also got very focused on compounding um, at one point. So this is why I'm passionate about these concepts. You've encouraged me to actually keep a written gratitude journal since the end of last year. Yes, Deanna, that is so good. I would love to hear how that's working for you so far. It's only been a month, but I'd love to hear some results. Maybe now as we progress through the year, um, whatever you're willing to share, that'd be great. And honestly, it did a lot for me. I've stopped and that's a bad for me because I can tell the difference. Um, and once you start to write, and they often say that writing is actually your way of communicating with your subconscious. And I spoke about this just a couple of episodes ago, where once you start writing down, things start to flow, and then you start to actually unravel a lot of the stuff. And it's kind of like you're talking to yourself and you're your own therapist in a way when you're writing, because you're actually unraveling different ideas and starting to unlock deeper and deeper into what you actually have back in the brain. So actually writing down written gratitude journal. Great. I created one. But since I've had my account locked on Amazon, it's been such a hassle. Now that I got it unlocked last week or over the weekend, I will be purchasing my gratitude journal to have on my desk, on my bedside table, so I can do morning and night gratitude again. Thank you very much, Deanna, for telling me that I've encouraged you because that inspires me to go back and do it myself. Okay, I had three great weeks and then three days of failure. So disappointed in myself. Moving forward, I was told I self-sabotage. Yeah, so this is key. This is such a big thing for so many people um, and I am catching up on the chats here so I'm kind of jumping back and forth between what I was saying and where, where I am at the chats but I had three great weeks and then three days of failure and I see this so often where you do a little bit little bit little bit little bit little bit little bit day of failure emotions take over and it's all gone because we are designing our lifestyle to take just the bits of the market that we need and allowing our um our account to compound we want to win more than we lose obviously that's where the the skill set comes in but the number one thing that destroys us is when we're winning great we can sort of keep our emotions at bay when we lose what happens our emotions fire that trading psychology this whole concept that i'm always talking about is that moment is where we need to find the strength to manage our emotions. We need to not let them overpower us. We need to understand our fear of failure. We need to understand where we're coming from and what our center is, which is what I actually want to talk about today. And we need to understand why this brings up such an emotion from us and why we want to start revenge trading, why we start to push away from our trading plan and our actual logical aspect of trading and why we start to trade with emotions, why we start to smash the button without entries. All those things are needed to be understood so that when you do have that losing point, you don't spiral and give it all back because it's so often that you see win, win, win. Yes, I'm having a great time. I'm doing well. Okay, awesome. I'm getting a bit of confidence. Lose. I am not... I do not have enough emotional intelligence to protect this and manage this situation that you want to get it back or you want to do all the things that are not logical-based trading. They're emotional-based trading. And what happens? Your account just goes down the toilet. 
I know this because I've done it multiple, multiple, multiple times. So if it feels like I'm speaking to you, do not take it personally. Take it as a lesson because I have had this happen so many times. And now, thanks to my journal, I'm being able to realize losses and not respond quickly. I write them all down. I write the emotions. I write what I can do better. And this gives me that time of separation between one trade and the next. And if I can still feel that emotion running through me, I know to get off the charts because I haven't been able to disengage from that previous trade's emotions and I need to leave it. And if sometimes I do have a bad start before I would have four, five, six, seven, fuck my trading plan. Let's keep trading and get it back. Oh no, I'm nearly at like a huge loss. It's going to break my prop firm rules. I need to stop. But now it's like, okay, I had a loss. Can I recoup? Yes. Okay. I had a second loss. I think it's just best to walk away. Even though it frustrates me and hurts me and I, I've got to go deal with my emotions now, I'm not taking it out on the charts. Okay. Um, it's like you're in my head. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like this is my way of changing my life, finding financial and job freedom. This definitely is. It definitely is a way to find financial and job freedom, but you have to have the ability to endure the heartache and the realizations that come with understanding yourself to such a deep level. I'm actually writing currently just writing out of just a small little ebook of my 10 steps to becoming a successful trader and talking about the retention of traders and how most people give up 40% give up after one month, 80% give up after two years, after five years, there's about 7%. And then the top 1% kind of come in at the top of that. But all it is, is the time aspect it takes you to work your way through these steps. Because for me, it took me a year and a half of bouncing around strategies and trying to figure this out and going, this doesn't work, this doesn't work, this doesn't work before I settled on one. And then it's been another year and a half of that before I finally was like, okay, why haven't I got a trading plan like everyone's telling me? Why haven't I actually got my trades being tracked and objectively reviewed? And why aren't I understanding my emotions and trying to objectively review them? Everything that I've been going through, I've heard from people above me who are successful, do this, do that. You'll need a trading plan. You're going to need to have your trades journaled. You're going to need to have an emotional and understanding of trading psychology wrapped up. You're going to have to have the ability to dive deep and within and find out why you're doing these things. But did I do them? No, it took me forever. It took me forever to finally get into realizing that if I just did what the professionals told me to do, maybe I'd get closer to success. So this book that I'm writing is just quite short, 10 steps. And Honestly, I feel that if every trader just understood that these are just the levels and processes you have to go to get to the point where you're able to have such emotional intelligence that you can control your relationship with money, you can control your greed and other emotions that come along with trading, and that you can really get a good management of self, so a self-awareness, a self-management, like we were talking about the things that make up emotional intelligence. Once you have those abilities those skill sets, the actual technical analysis side and the actual understanding of trading isn't that difficult. People can learn it. We have a great teacher who teaches us how to trade properly and a good strategy, good risk management teachings. You know, these things, they are a skill set, a skill set which will help you find the best trades. But what's really going to make you a successful long-term trader is understanding yourself and how you can manage the skill set that you've been given. So many times people go, oh, I'm never going to make this. You know, I've been doing this for three years. Okay, but are you tracking your trades? Do you have a journal? Are you objectively reviewing your trades? Do you have an accountability partner? 
you know, are you doing a lot of mental work, a lot of personal growth work? Are you trying to understand yourself? Because I could tell you everything that you could do and sit there on with you while you're trading. But you might take a loss. You've got something inside you that fires off an emotion that makes you revengeful and goes, oh, damn it, I'm going to fail at this again. Hit the button so you get your money back. I can't change that about you. You have to figure out why you're doing that. And now this is just one example. There are so many different things that different people have, different responses, different um, mechanisms for protection. I can't remember the perfect term for that. But all these concepts that make up who we are, the layers of self that we've gathered over the years, these are what drive every action, thought, feeling, emotion that we do while on the charts. This is why it's so important to get yourself in that proper mindset. And I'm not saying you have to change 100% who you are. You can still be you, but just learn to manage the extreme versions, the extreme emotions, the extremities of what you do and how you respond so that you can start to be unprofitable, so that you can start to have success. I really think that all the successful traders that I've met or that I've been able to speak to or just been involved with, they all have the same understanding that they needed to find a certain level of self-awareness. They needed to do a certain level of introspection if they wanted to make it to the point they are. And now it just seems easy. It's like riding a bike. Once you learn how to look in within, once you learn how to self-assess, once you learn how to dive deep and figure out who you are and what the things are inside you that need to be adjusted, then it becomes easy to do it over and over again. And that's why you're able to level up and get to the level of success that comes with trading. So I truly believe that everyone here, everyone listening on the podcast, everyone who's showing up continuously on these mornings has the ability to, to become successful, to get to that level they want. It's just a matter of how much resilience do you have and how much you're willing to dive deep and how quickly can you do that? Some people can't dive deep enough, fast enough that the pain of failure outweighs the need and want for success and the speed at which they can can learn themselves. And it's unfortunate where that happens, but you just have to have a big enough why. You have to know exactly what you want out of life, who you're doing this for and where you're centered, which were the two things that I was going to speak about today, but we shall speak about them tomorrow. And once you know these things, you can actually start to take those baby steps forward and really become successful. So I hope that's helped some people. I definitely see some good responses here in the chat. You're very welcome. Um, thank you, Jake. You're a great life coach. Oh, it's really, really lovely to hear. I, it Honestly, comments like that really touch me because I really want to try and help people. That's the whole reason I'm doing this. I want to share my journey and my journey, which will end up in success and hoping that all of you can um, have the same outcomes. Um, as I am. So when I hear comments like that, it really, really touches me. So I thank you so much. Thank you, Jake. Thanks, Jake. Always great value out of these calls. Thank you. I need to put this session on repeat. I have some thick mindset barriers that I need to break through. Yeah, honestly, the awareness of the fact that you even said, I've got these thick mindset barriers that you need to break through is such a good step forward. That right there is like, okay, I've now got knowledge about what I need to progress forward with. And it might just be the first little barrier. You know, it might be you break through those and go, oh, okay, now I've got to get to this thing. Now I've got to work through this thing. So put it on repeat. Learn the things. Write stuff down. Learn yourself. 
it is a journey. It's a fucking big journey, but it's a good one. And if you just learn to love the growth that you make and fall in love with the person that you're going to become and the changes along the way, it becomes fun and enjoyable and exciting. And there are days where you'll sit there and cry in your partner's arms, or there are days where you bang your head against the wall and go, why the fuck am I doing this? And think that you're insane. But these, these moments, these moments where you feel like you're about to break, that is your body telling you that you are pushing the boundaries of your mind and we need to either stop here or we're going to like break through something and we're going to come out on the other side. You go to the gym, you lift weights, you, you're meant to tear apart your muscle fibers so that they can then repair bigger and better. The whole point of going to the gym is pushing your muscle fibers to the limit where they snap and then reform bigger, better and stronger. And when we do this in a mental state, we push ourselves so far that we're like, oh, I'm God, I'm going to explode. My brain's about to pop. That's because we're pushing those bar barriers. We're pushing those boundaries. And it means that we're getting to that level of like, I'm at a breakthrough and I need to just keep working on myself because you will, you'll almost break down. You'll be like, why am I doing this? This is all so hard. And then the next week you'll be like, oh my God, I feel so relieved. Like, yes, I'm making progress. I can keep doing this. Okay. So just going over a little bit of our time here, our trading call has started. I know this. I just need to follow through with the work. Thank you for your tap on the shoulder. Yeah, I, I got told the things that I needed to do for so long and I didn't do them for so long. And it was only until I started doing them that I actually started making progress. Progress. So get out there, do the work, do the things that people suggest. They suggest it for a reason, right? Most people, some people just talk shit, but you have to weed through those people, right? Training call coming up. Give yourself five minutes to understand your whys, your emotions, everything that's in the journal. You know, go through your trading plan, go through your affirmations, go through your good habits, go through your bad habits, go through your ideal trades. All the things that right in the front of this. That's every, something I go through every single day before trading. Give yourself the time. Make sure you're in a good emotional state, and uh, let's go win some points on the charts. For everyone listening on the podcast, I shall see you next time. For us here in the morning, I will see you tomorrow morning where I'll actually talk about what I was meant to talk about today. But for now, thank you, love you all, and I will speak to you later. <laughs> I need to go grab a Kleenex and regroup myself. Oh, I really hope that I've been helping. That's that's amazing. Stepping up my game today. Yes, that's what I like to hear. Step it up. Let's get those pips. All right, everyone. Love you. Leave you. Bye for now. <laughs>